You're listening to Question Block, Mythological Creatures version. And I am Wires of NYC, one of your hosts. And with me is... Aerialist. For those of you who are listening, which is the most popular way to enjoy this podcast, even though we also put it on Instagram, (laughs) because nothing makes any sense. Uh, If you're listening to this, I'm dressed as a unicorn with a unicorn onesie. And Aerialist is dressed. Oh, I am a mermaid. Aerialist is a mermaid. What do you mean I'm dressed as a mermaid? I just am me. You are a a mermaid. mermaid. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about with the history of mermaids. But yeah, we're going to talk all about sort of the history and folklore of mythological creatures during this episode, including unicorns and fairies and mermaids and manticores. Manticore? What's a manticore? And oh man, there's so many. And dragons. We got a lot. There's there's mythological versions of everything. Yeah. It's pretty much for every animal. There's like three different mythological versions of it. But we'll cover the main ones. Uh, yeah, so you want to start us off? You're really the expert here because you've read books on this. I've read books on I've this? I've read Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I guess we could start with dragons because there's dragons like in every culture, basically. Yeah. Dragons are a universal mythological creature. Although dragons are different from east to west. Do you want to say talk about that? Yeah. So the probably the earliest I mean the like legends of dragons or or mythological stories about dragons go back all the way to Mesopotamia to like four thousand BC. They've been around forever. They've been in every culture. Um, back in like Babylonian mythology, it's just like giant snakes. And then the Eastern version of dragons is usually that the you've seen them in like Chinese New Year celebrations. It's really more of like a snake. It does have like legs. Uh, it moves around in a very serpentine manner. Uh, it's kind of like a giant snake, but it's very clever. And they like can fly depending on the mythology, but they don't have wings. Oh, hi, Conrad. And then Western mythology for dragons often has them. Oh, in the Eastern mythology, they're like clever. And the dragon came to be associated with the emperor. And actually, in like the late in late imperial China, no one was allowed to have dragons on their clothing or household items. Oh, I thought items. you meant like as pets. I was like, as, or Cer- pets. Cersei, you're in trouble. Not. Is that her name? I don't know. I yeah. watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, Cersei's the mother. I am Game of Thrones. Mm. But uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back then, sorry, the common people you weren't allowed to have the dragon symbol. That was like the gang sign reserved only for the emperor. Oh, that's which cool. was pretty funny. Um, he's like, yeah, you can put birds on your ship, but dragons, that's me. <laughs> and then, yeah. He's like, I am the mother of dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the Western tradition, they're less snake-like, and they're more like, they're four-legged, they have wings, they fly, more like the Game of Thrones dragons. They're more like the devil, because in Western, because every because Christianity ruins everything or dictates everything. And so right? they're, they're really into hoarding, and they often have treasures that they're guarding. And there's the, the legend of St. George and the dragon. And so for like, yeah, same thing for like the, the Christian mythology or whatever. They took these mythological creatures mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, these various saints killed dragons. But yeah. So and, like, and the dragon was the devil, basically. Yeah, so um, they're like, St. George killed this dragon. Was it George or Peter? George. It was George. It's St. George, George and the dragon. But that really is just the story of Perseus. Yeah, it is. Isn't um, that funny? Yeah, they just took a Greek legend from like 3,000 or 2,000 years earlier and then made it their own, where there's like a maiden chained to a rock. Uh, 
and there's like a dragon coming Andromeda. to eat her. Yeah, that was Andromeda and Perseus. Just yeah. And Perseus saved her. Welcome to the But stage. then instead, St. George <laughs> saves Nameless Maiden. That's that's how like yeah, anti-feminist, I guess the like, In mythology New York, was. Maiden didn't have a name. There's a really cool statue of this, like a crazy, huge, insane statue of of this. Oh, by the UN? Yes. It's and it's like said to symbolize like the slaying of Nazis or whatever. I don't, but like, it's crazy because you see it and you're like, it's so huge. It's such like an eyesore. You're like, you just imagine like New York being like, oh, thanks, whoever. I think French, like, because they give us all our statues, you know? Yeah. Uh, New York was probably like, oh, thanks. We'll just, just put it over on like, like by the river. No, yeah, no, no, no. River. It's like our attic. The tourists can look at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're like, we, we won't have to look at it. Only the, because it's like so crazy. It is funny. The, the myth of St. George and the dragon in the full version. It's not only does St. George, like he subdues the dragon, but then he puts the maidens like girdle around the dragon on like a leash, brings <laughs> it back to the town, which is some like, I think it was, it's like Cappadocia or like some town in Libya now. Uh, but part of the Ottoman Empire, and then uh, sets the dragon loose on the town and says that he'll kill it if they all convert to Christianity. Oh my God. And so, like, the king and uh, 1,500 of his men convert to Christianity, and then George uh, beheads the dragon. Yeah. And then he goes God. with his wife and has some kids, including... Come on, the church. One of his kids is named Guy of Warwick. I just remember this factoid. I just thought that was a funny name. <laughs> Guy of Warwick. Guy of Warwick. Guy, yeah. D- bro. Hey, Guy. Hey, Guy. What's up? Yeah. That's, so, so that's your Eastern Western Dragons. Do you have any, do you have any yeah. questions? Anything I missed? Um, uh, there's a lot of other creatures that, like, spring from dragons that are, like, dragon adjacent, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, well, there's, there's like the composite creatures, like the chimera and the griffin. Yeah. Oh, I guess we should mention like popular, right? Because dragons keep getting reused. Oh, popular dragons? Popular dragons is like Game of Thrones, obviously. And then. Wait, okay. So I've never seen Game of Thrones. Who like, are the baby dragons? Is there a big dragon? Are they good? Are they bad? Yeah, there's three dragons. Okay. And they're like, Game of Thrones famously is sort of morally ambiguous. It's not really clear who's necessarily good or bad. But you kind of are rooting for for uh, Daenerys, who's the mother of dragons. Okay. Cersei's like the bitch. Wait, oh, I thought Cersei was the mother of dragons. No, Daenerys is the mother of dragons. Who's Cersei the, the mother of? Um, a couple like tyrants. Sluts. She's the mother of Joffrey, who's a real, a real little Joffrey? bastard. Yeah, Joffrey's a real bastard king and he gets poisoned. Oh, okay. it's a soap opera. Well, okay, so but are there baby dragons or are the dragons? You get to like watch crazy? them grow throughout the series. So when you first meet them in season one, they're just eggs, and oh and everyone God. believes that they're just ceremonial. Like no it's one. It's like actually Jurassic thinks, Park. Yeah, they're fossilized eggs, and everyone's like, "Why do you keep carrying that shit around?" And then they <laughs> like there's this whole pivotal scene, and then it's revealed that they are like real eggs, and drag the dragons hatch from them. And <laughs> you're like, "Oh, sick." Jeff Goldblum Daenerys. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just here to count the dragons. One, maybe one, two. You didn't ask if you could. 
You didn't stop and ask me, could you just did it? You just made the dragons. And now they're flying around. Wait, but does she, is she like, does she have sex with a dragon? Is she really the mother or is she just taking care of the eggs? Well, she raises them like they're her children. But oh, okay. like, no, she herself did, did not give birth to the dragons. All right. But, just. But they, uh, yeah. So where's their mom? That's pretty cool. Oh, who actually laid those dragon eggs? Yeah. I don't know the full like mythology. Okay. I don't even think the show gets. You guys, it. if anyone knows where the she mom is, she inherits the eggs. I want to know. Okay, but she like the dragons will listen to her, and she gets to ride them. Okay, that's that's that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you watch them grow throughout the series, and then they become like you know insanely huge. That's so cool. Oh, the breathing fire too. Oh, and we didn't talk about. Yeah, so that's more of a Western thing. Chinese dragons don't breathe fire. It's like a Western yeah. thing. And also, famously, the dragon Smog from The Hobbit, voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah! Um, who I thought did a really great job. I don't know if you care for The Hobbit trilogy of movies. Yes. But Benedict Cumberbatch as Smog is great. Because um, he's like a, a super... They took the Chinese tradition that he's like super intelligent as a yeah. dragon. But also he does hoard gold. But so like he has this whole riddle game with like Bilbo is pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the mythical creatures they were like super powerful, but you tell them like a nursery rhyme and that fucking destroys <laughs> Yeah, or the Sphinx asks you riddles. Yeah, but if you but also I love yeah, I love the Sphinx is such a queen. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, she's just like you better not be smarter than me. Like, if you are, I will, I will, like, doesn't she just like turn into sand? She gets like so pissed, right? Oh, I don't know what she does. She I does mean, this other people? Rude. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Oracle in the never ending story, which there's like two, the two Oracles and one of them is more Sphinx-like. And I, it like it like destroys itself. Uh, when I mean, results. there's a lot of mythical creatures in the Neverending Story, as well. Which I love the Neverending, including they story. invented their own kind of dragon, the Luck Dragon. Oh, but that that's basically a Asian dragon. Yeah, they made him very furry. He looks like a dog, basically. The flying toilet seat cover, but his yeah. stomach is like really is like has pearls. His scales are like pearls, yeah. which I like. Mm -hmm. And he does react very strongly to being scratched on his stuff. Uh, yes, he he loves that. But I like his. He's also like the stoner, which I think of the like the Asian dragons kind of like stoner. Yeah, dragons. I don't like that he winks. <laughs> oh yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I found it creepy and disconcerting when <laughs> when the dragon winks. A trait. No, Trey's the boy. Oh, but yeah, when the dragon winks at him. Oh yeah, I have a. I I'm looking at a You're map. You're looking etymology of dragons or something. Well, I have like. a map of like of all the mythical creatures from different uh continents, basically. So, by the way, I was gonna say there's with a lot of the mythical creatures we'll talk about. There's what they call gonna the more like academia and like research we read up on, the less anybody knows about where the various legends came from. So, for almost all of these animals, there's what's called the naturalist explanation of why people thought this mythical creature existed. So, for like mermaids. They were like, maybe they thought manatees were the mermaids or dolphins or like for dragons. They're like, oh, like maybe they thought dinosaur skeletons were actual dragons like Archaeopteryx or whatever. And it's it turns out that like for all these cases, it's like the legend of the mythological creature goes back to like 4000 years ago. So like they've been around forever. 
So it's kind of, I think, just a coincidence that a lot of the, that they're like are fossils that look like a lot of mythological creatures. So with dragons, like I think people have been like, oh, maybe they were ancient people saw dinosaur skeletons and they thought those were dragons. And it's like, no, they actually had dragon mythology. Like there are like legends of like Gilgamesh fighting a giant serpent. Yeah. They were written down in like 3000 BC. This is so Jungian because Jungian said that we all have a collective unconscious and like you really do see this. Yeah. Here. There's certain just archetypes that every culture independently comes up with. Yeah. And, and there, the similarities are there. Yeah, <laughs> they exist. I, I actually have a lot about um, about mermaids. So when you, like, I have, like, the oldest mermaid and whatnot, and a little bit. Well, let's switch over uh, yeah. to mermaids. We've kicked things off with the dragons. Yeah. Should we bring our guest on now or later? Should um, we bring him later? I guess it's sort of a dragon, right? He's sort of a dragon. He's kind of, <laughs> I think he's kind of like a gargoyle, which, yeah, or or like a, gr a griffin, but... Yeah, should we bring him? Bring him out. <gasps> Here he is! <laughs> Yay! It's Onyx. It's our little little creature. Yeah. Yeah. Some pet gargoyles. Yeah, he doesn't. He's very cute. He's like a little black creature with um, little horns, and he's got wings. He looks kind of pissed off, but he's very cute. All right. And he came. He came from the underworld. Um. Yeah. He. Uh, he sometimes goes back and like visits Hades. Okay. Yeah. So you want to tell us about mermaids? Yeah, I thought you were like, do you want to tell us more about Onyx? I was like, I could go all day about him. Yeah, he's pretty quiet though. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just gonna pull up my notes. I gotta take. Yeah, my, this unicorn <gasps> onesie. Oh my god! It's, really it's you. It's really, it's really warm. It's like 95 degrees in New York. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Tell us about mermaids. What's the history? Why do people think that there were fish, fish women? Well, let me just say this generally that we, I think we figured this out when we were doing the Vikings that like every culture, every culture has uh, the myth that they need basically. Okay. So that's a running theme like in in uh, Asian countries, like dragons were more associated with with water, and that's oh. and that's why they were like luck. Oh, oh listener you know? Conrad wants unicorns. Next. Yes. So we'll oh, yes. We will. Next. Yeah. Well, yeah. I should I do mermaids though? Yeah. Continue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like the Western dragons were just fucked over by Christianity. That's why they get a bad reputation. <laughs> but Christianity needed a bad dragon. Okay. Just as a scapegoat, you know? So that's why they developed, like, the fire. And I think there was, like, you know, all the... Like, China was inventing all this I stuff. I mean, you need your saint to do something, right? Yeah. You need some villain to have, like, a hero. And I don't so. think China really gave a crap about gold so much because they, like, had it. They just, like, had stuff and they were good at stuff. So, like, they did, their dragons didn't hoard anything. Their dragons, like, gave them stuff. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the West, we were, like, or our ancestors or whatever were, like, hoarding gold themselves. And they were, like, it's not us. It's the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, mermaids. The, uh, the first mentions of mermaids were in Mesopotamia. There was a Mesopotamian fish god in 1000 B.C. 
Um, and her name was Atar. Oh, so Mesopotamia had a... Yeah. Mermaids. Um, it's kind of... Un- no one seems to be clear of, like, there was a goddess named Atar. Atar goddess. Atari. <laughs> and she really wanted to be a fish. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, dove into this pond to turn into a fish. But the other gods didn't want her to lose her beauty. So they were like, you can only turn into a fish from the waist down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, cool. So she turned into... She turned into the first mermaid, basically. Which I think is... I think that's pretty funny. The other the other gods are like, no, her beauty! They're like, her legs are trash. They I mean, can go. Yeah, it's like Freya. There's always like a babe goddess... Who the other gods are, like, very, like, protective about. But usually, but it's funny that she, like, wanted, she's just like, yeah, I want to be a fish, like, really bad. It's funny because Mesopotamia is not, like, by an ocean. They have, like, a big river. Yeah, well, she dove into a river. Okay. I don't know. Right, I mean, it's, like, modern-day Iraq. Yeah, I mean, they had fish there, though. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they got, they got, they got lakes. Yeah. <laughs> they got inland seas. So in 1078, the oldest like depi- like depiction that you can go see mm-hmm. is in Durham Castle. Uh, and it's a mermaid found alongside two leopards. <laughs> so they were often they were often sort of in I guess like Europe, they were seen as like always sitting beside a pond and they were like associated with hunting because like hunting and fishing okay and um were they like leopard were there leopard women or just mermaids no there were two there's like two leopards i can look it up yeah fish woman but then regular leopards yeah just regular leopards like like a lisa frank lisa frank was like starting she's starting up and she always had leopard spots right yeah she's she likes zebras a lot too yeah. And she loves to abuse her worker, right? Is it, didn't she like sexually abuse them? I don't know. Right? No? Yes. I don't know. I don't know if Lisa Frank got me too or not. This is not a podcast about that. <laughs> she does. I feel like Go she did something to, bad. Yeah. And like, whatever. Her art is still iconic. So she, it was thought that in, in Europe, she was, she symbolized inner temptations. Oh. And also, pretty much every continent has their own version of, of mermaid. In Africa, they have the, a spirit called the, the Mamawata, who's actually fluid, like sexual, like gender-wise is fluid. So sometimes they, they're a male and sometimes they're a female. The, they can give birth, like both the male and female ones can give birth and they can like change. It's funny because it's like... In English, you'd be like, oh, the the mama water? That's what it translates to, the mother of, like, the water. Oh. Yeah. That's a pretty fascinating comment. Yeah. The, right. It's like mami huata. Where in Af- This is, like, Nigerian or what? Like, what part of Africa? Yes, actually. I really, makes sense. Yeah, um, I can look at my, I can pull up my African. I mean, they got a huge, huge map. lake there. Right? They do. My Lagos. Which means, like. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's okay. I don't know what that I don't know what used. that was. The speaker we used to play the intro <laughs> fell over. Um, 
While you're looking that up, I was going to say also the Greeks had mermaids because the sirens are depicted as mermaids. Wait a second. Sirens are not mermaids. They're actually half bird, half woman in the original story. But in my limited research on Wikipedia, they specifically mentioned that like during, I guess, the Hellenistic period. So like after the original mythology, they started depicting them as half fish, half women, because I guess they thought that was sexier. I don't know. Um, But but they like the sirens transformed, and I think they're now depicted like in O Brother where art thou, which is like yes. modern. They're mermaids. Yeah. Um, are they mermaids or they're just they're just babes? I think they're mermaids. But I anyway, mean, synonymous. Yeah, I think they're now mostly depicted as mermaids. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they got them in Africa too. They do, um, and then like. Chris, well, yeah, that's the thing. They in in the Odyssey, they were like, I think that the um, they would lure sailors right with their beautiful song, and then the sailors would get close to the island of the sirens, and they'd see like all these human skulls and stuff like that, and the sirens would all of a sudden look ugly, and they'd be like, oh no, and then it would be too late, right? Uh, and yeah, they they were there are like really creepy pictures of like the half bird, half woman because no one can really agree on which half was which kind of. So they put a bird head on a woman's body. There's there's there there's one where it has like human feet, but like bird wing. Like it's like the middle is bird and the top and the bottom are human, and it's very weird. It's funny that the Egyptian gods all had human bodies with animal heads. Yeah. But then a lot of the mythological creatures that, like, the Greeks or, like, Westerners came up with are, like, animal bodies with human heads or, like, other kinds of heads, I guess, or just a mix of animals. But I guess the Greeks had the Minotaur. Yeah. Just, like, head of a bull. But it wasn't, like... He wasn't like a cool god, like Osiris or Ra or something. He was just just like a crazy monster. Oh, yeah. Here's, is that the, no, that's not the Durham, the Durham castle. I thought I found a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, there's Piney the Elder and. Pliny? Pliny? Oh, yeah, Pliny. I always thought it was Piney. Pliny. Pliny the Elder (laughs) and uh, who like mentioned them a lot. And then. Christopher Columbus thought he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't see what the big deal is. I saw a mermaid and it was fat. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It was manatees. Yeah. He's like, it was fat. And he was like, I wouldn't have sex with that thing. Yeah. It did <laughs> not have any hair and like it had a little bit of a beard. Gross. You know, because he was like a, the Italian Casanova of the seas. Yeah. And then, well, Plenty the Elder, going back a little, Plenty the Elder just, like, lied a lot. Or yeah. just would include just, like, very, like, in a gullible way, he'd hear a story from, like, a trader or something. And he'd just be like, oh, yeah. Like, he wrote about Atlantis existing as, like, a <laughs> concept. And he was like, yeah, I was talking to a guy. He's from Atlantis. Here's, like, what it's like. <laughs> and he just would record it. So he either was, like, super gullible or he just was like, no one's going to. Like, what is history? No one will read this thousands of years history? from now and think I'm a jerk. Like, this, I'll just write it down. And then there's uh, our boy Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah. Well, he, 
I guess his was like the, what, the, the most popular fairy tale involving a mermaid. Yeah, but we, as we talked about in our fairy tale episode, yeah. it's a very sad, sad fairy tale. It's not tale. quite the Disney version. No. That, yeah, Ariel, I save <laughs> yeah, Ariel, the prince. Ariel saves right. the prince. But he doesn't know that I save him because I'm very humble and modest. And, um, well, that's the Disney version thus far. Thus far, but then the sea witch says that I can, I'm like, I have to go tell him that I saved him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, you can have legs, but it's very painful. It feels like I'm walking on glass. Right. And, and then, then, then the prince, what, rejected you or? He thinks it's, oh, but I can't talk. Right. Yeah. And so. So it's more or less a Disney version. It is, but it, I'm like in so much pain. And then I like hobble my way over to like tell the prince, but then he's getting married to this other bitch who like he thought. Yeah. Which is Ursula, Ursula in disguise. Oh, really? I didn't know that. In the, in their <gasps> little mermaid. Yeah. That's oh, what happened. I didn't know it was Ursula in disguise. Mm -hmm. More or less. But yeah, there's no in happy the ending. Hans then like the, Anderson, the it's not. just like dies, right? And well, the Hans Christian Anderson version is not Ursula in disguise, just some other slut. Oh yeah, there's no Ursula. Or is there Ursula? I don't know. There's a sea witch, but okay. she's like... And she doesn't look like divine to try No, <laughs> which, yeah, that's a, that's a real crime. And um, yeah, and the, little, the little mermaid kills herself and becomes seafoam and then the her sisters like they cry for her and then she gets to go up to heaven but on her way up to heaven she sees the wedding happening which is just like a random sad like Hans Christian Andersen was like oh also by the way BTW just like little Shoot. little tea little sad tea for you she saw the wedding <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that's. Oh, and there's been mermaid huntings up until like oh, it's now. Oh, like Sasquatch huntings, I guess. But remember, there was or the Bigfoot. Discovery. I think it was the Discovery or the History Channel show, and people, you know, it was mermaid like. Mermaid autopsy <laughs> is what you were referring to yeah. on the History Channel. Yeah. Because they ran out of history. So. <laughs> that was been like, yeah, I mean, I think that was a real new low for them where people were like. Okay, we knew this channel sucked, but come no, on. But people really like, believed it, and they were like, "Oh my god, they're they're like autopsying mermaids!" Like, and people were like, got like super, you know, into it, and yeah, they didn't realize it was. I don't even know that it was a hoax or satire or what. They, they didn't really advertise it as such. But they put a big ass disclaimer that's like, "This is kind of not real." Oh, okay. <laughs> In the beginning. Just like War of the Worlds, though. If you don't catch the beginning, then, like, yeah. mass hysteria breaks out. They probably T-vote it, too. So they, like, skipped. I don't know. Is that what it's called these days? Well, now everything's on demand. So okay. who knows? Yeah. They yeah. probably skipped the I mean, intro. Yeah. Um, there's still a, what do you call it? Uh, like a bounty? I guess it's called a bounty. It's a bounty for a mermaid? Yeah. I think it's in, like, Japan or maybe... The Pacific off the Pacific Islands, there was said to be a mermaid, and there's that government. Ha they're like, we'll we'll pay you just for like a picture of it, and it's still that the, that case is still open. 
Oh, so. well, whatever. I mean, it's like all the Sasquatch bounties. Like no one ever actually finds the Sasquatch. It's more about the journey of self-discovery that you go on while trying to hunt down a mythological creature. Yeah. Yeah. I just was, I was like fantasizing about the, what the white trash people are like in like Japan, you know, cause they've every, the people who go hunting for these, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that movie shoplifters probably. True. Okay. That's true. There you go. Good, great film for anyone out there who wants to watch a movie not about mythology, but. About trash. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that uncovers mermaids. Yes. So should we Let's talk, talk about, about unicorns? Unicorns? Uh, do you remember what the first. So famously, unicorns, they're basically. Oh, wait, do you want to do you want to be one for just a moment? Oh, just yeah, to get I'll in character one. just yeah, for now? Yeah, to get in character. They're the, the narwhals of land. <laughs> oh, look at you. so cute. He likes to be scratched on his. Yeah. On his little unicorn hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the funny thing about a unicorn is right. It's 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 a horse with a horn in the middle of its head. Yeah, it, that is the funny thing about like a unicorn. Not, there's nothing that it's ribbed for your pleasure. There's nothing that's special about it except you just put a horn on a, a widespread common animal, and then the horn is magic. So, yeah. So what's what does the horn do? Tell them about the horn. <laughs> well, well, what doesn't it do? <laughs> I mean, on the unicorn or off? Because there's a, there's all these people that that try to like collect the unicorn horn and like grind it up and use it as like a tincture for for things. Uh, yeah, and people do that to rhinoceros horns or to narwhal. People would find narwhal horns. Oh, and they thought they were unicorns. Yeah, horns. and then right, we the history of unicorns. Right, is that like some of it is just like bad descriptions of rhinoceroses. Yeah, bad, yeah. Um, from like English or like European explorers who like went to Africa and then drew really p bad pictures of rhinoceroses. And other people were like, oh, it's a, it's a horse with a horn. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it was like a lost in translation kind of thing because like in India, they were described as, as donkeys. And, uh, but they, but just the size, like, they had what a 28 inch horn, which is like it's pretty darn big. Yeah. And you know, some unicorns they give them wings, but yes. the Greeks had the Pegasus like long, you know, much earlier. So you just put a horn on a Pegasus. Oh, yeah, what plenty, and, plenty, our boy. Plenty he also says, talked about. Yeah, the he said that, um. There is a very fierce animal called the Monoceros, which is like, I guess, unicorn. Oh, he's just, no, it's, he, but he's talking about a rhinoceros, clearly, right? Yeah. But he's like, was probably it's talking very, to African traders. Very fierce animal, which has the head of a stag, the feet of an elephant, the tail of a boar, the rest of the body like that of a horse. So Yeah, that's, like a very fat armored horse. Yeah, sure. and he said the horn was 35 inches in I don't know the average rhinoceros. I've never measured one, but it's probably a good two feet. They're big horns. Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh! When I was working at the zoo, mm -hmm. the the rhinoceros keeper, he had like 
he got like the rhinoceros like freaked out one day and like just like stabbed him and he had like he had been impaled by a he'd been impaled because yeah i don't know what happened but the rhinoceros just was in a bad mood and it just like freaking attacked and this was like his the it, yeah it was crazy because the guy was like so messed up from it like emotionally and physically but he still loved the rhinoceros he was like i forgive him do you think maybe he tried to like ride the rhinoceros? And that's <laughs> he was actually, he was trying to measure the horn. That's actually what happened. <laughs> yeah, he was he fooled around. And he caught the horn. Yeah, <laughs> better in length than width. Yes. The yeah, horns. a thirty-five inch wide horn would be. Just oh my, out of control. Yeah. Well, even... rhinoceros is the rhinoceri, right? Yeah. Rhinoceri, <laughs> rhinoceri. Mm -hmm. They, yeah, their horns are very. The I feel like the base is is very wide. Much wider. Because that would suck. Like, uh, the unicorn's horn is, like, kind of thin and long. Yeah. It's and a like, very delicate-looking horn. Yeah. So, okay, do you want to tell us some of the... Like, how do you ca catch a unicorn? Oh, well, in, you know, medieval European Christian Renaissance mythology, because it all has to relate back to Jesus and the Virgin Mary... So they were often, they were like, uh, they love the Virgin Mary, but they're not that smart. So if you get any virgin, they'll, they'll uh, put their head in her lap and go to sleep. Yeah. So. So that's, you, yeah, you trap them by just leaving a virgin out in the woods. Basically, you trap women by telling them mm -hmm. that they can catch a unicorn if they're a virgin because... You know, a woman who's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a virgin." But then, the, yeah, and then the unicorn no unicorn never shows, up. shows up, and they're like, "You slut, <laughs> let's behead you." I see. You know, so it's really a way to trap women. Yeah, that's they, a magical power that unicorns. People that did, I mean, throughout the the yeah, Middle the Ages, they it. were like all about them. Oh, what is Da Vinci? Da Vinci wrote the unicorn. Yeah. Da Vinci wrote this down: how it, to catch a unicorn. It doesn't know how to control itself. Mm. For the love it bears for, to fair maidens forgets its ferocity and wildness, and laying aside all fear, will go up seated to the damsel, go to sleep in her lap, and thus the hunters take it. And then there's the that famous like tapestry of the unicorn that mm -hmm. you can see at the cloisters. Um. Yeah. Oh, it's also the um, the symbol of Scotland. Right? Isn't it there? It's like on their flag. Yeah, Scotland. They got a unicorn on the Yeah. Flag. Yeah, oh, and a lion. Well, no, the lion is is the UK. Oh, that's it. And oh, Scotland okay. was like, I take your lion and I raise it a unicorn. I see. But yeah, because lions and unicorns, for whatever reason, are natural enemies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because the British were the lion. They adopted the lion, which, again, one of those animals doesn't exist, and the other one lives in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> two European well, island countries arguing about this shit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and they're I, on the same island anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. so the um, the unicorn... Made the, so there's like two... There's two unicorns supported supported the royal arms, the King of Scots. Mm -hmm. And when, when England and Scotland like got to be friends again... There's now like two versions of the flag, <laughs> so when um, when Scotland wants to emphasize 
Scotland, mm -hmm. they put the unicorn on the left and they give it a crown. And when, you know, in England, they put the crown on the lion. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Like, I love that. Shade. They're like so serious about it. And they're like, they're like, you know what? Okay, your British accent's sounding great with your, your practice watching UK Drag Race. UK Drag Race. Um, oh, wow. Golden coins known as the unicorn and half unicorn were used in Scotland. That's so cool. Can we go to Scotland? Well, that was in the 15th and 16th century, but maybe there's still, still some around. Yeah, we can go to yeah. Scotland and talk about unicorns, which don't exist. Maybe if you if you if you were if you dress like a unicorn, we can go for free. Yeah, <laughs> so let me I'll be like, I'm your country yeah, sim national symbol. <laughs> okay, fuck off, you wee bastard! Uh, you bloody bastard! <laughs> um, yeah. Trying to think of Mary Queen of Scot Scots. So there's your Rose. there's your unicorn history. Um, that's the mythology. Yeah, there's a bunch of great stories about them and King Arthur and he's hanging out with unicorns and fighting dragons and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, kind of uniquely, I guess, I guess like British Isles, like, you know, particularly the unicorn. I don't think there's unicorns in, like, there's no Chinese unicorn. I'm looking, I'm just double checking to see if there's... Maybe in Harvard because they weren't finding the horns. Oh, Chinese? They weren't like finding... Oh my God, this one does not look, this looks like... Yeah. It looks like a pig. Yeah. Like a pig with <laughs> pottery, Chinese pottery unicorn. I stand corrected. So they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Every culture the Chinese has unicorn. Every culture has How do you every say this? mythological creature. How do you say this? It's a Chinese. Uh, the the Chilin. The Chilin with a Chinese unicorn. So they, yeah, they think it's kind of like a giraffe, like a deer. Like a, I guess a skinnier, a skinnier, like stretched out unicorn. <laughs> Maybe it was a depiction of a giraffe. Yeah, it became from, like, some African traitor or something. With giraffes. Yeah, and giraffes do have their cute little horns on the top of their head. Oh yeah, that's true. Horns. And then they have the chimera horse with the ox tail. Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about. I mean, that kind of leads into griffins. Yeah, you know you right. love griffins. So griffin is like, what is it? Body of a lion, the wings of a bird, and the head of it's the head of an eagle, right? And the tail of a snake. I think those are three animals. That was more than three animals. No, I think it's like lion, <laughs> lion, eagle, and snake. I think is a griffin. Wait, is that all the houses in Harry Potter? Um, no, there's Hufflepuff. What's that? I don't know. I forget. I'm bad at, at the. Gryffindor's a lion, Slytherin's a snake. You're right, there's like an, or Gryffindor's the griffin. Oh, Gryffindor is the griffin. There you go. Yeah. So it's all three already. Okay. A griffin. Yeah. Oh, I like that better. Head, the griffin. Head and wings of an eagle. I don't, yeah. Tail of a snake. Oh, it has talons too on its okay. feet. Yeah. So it has lion paws, but then talons. So it's just like a lion that never cut its, its nails. Sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know that it doesn't necessarily have snake parts. It's just really li a lion eagle. Oh, because it has like, I feel like they have like scales though. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But who knows? Um, anyway, so this one, like the griffin also had, uh, 
the Griffin also had there was like oh for for Anna Chelsea who's who's listening one of the houses in Harry Potter because it's a British boarding school is called Gryffindor and that's like Harry Potter's house and their mascot is the Griffin and mm-hmm. hijinks happen they always win the Wizard Cup wait so what are each of the houses and people are like I'm so Gryffindor I'm so this I never know like what is, is that like the evil ambitious conniving house which has like the okay. What's the other? The antagonist, Professor Snape, is Slytherin. So they're the snake. The snake, okay. And Slytherins can speak. I'm a they snake. can speak a parcel tongue, which they can talk to snakes. So they're just like, yeah. so and they then, just tell uh, secrets? Then there's Ravenclaw, which is a raven. So what are they? They're like, I think they're the very like brainy, like clever, orderly ones. Whatever. Okay, so like type, our type A's. Yeah, then there's Hufflepuff, which I think is like a hedgehog or something. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. They're just like the goofballs. Exactly. Like nobody takes Hufflepuff seriously. Um, and They're the is, stoners. Get yeah. The and Hufflepuff. Gryffin- Gryffindor are like the leaders, the heroic ones. But, so which house are you? Um, I'm, I'm probably Gryffindor. I'm a Leo. Oh, true that. that makes sense. Would I be? I would be the snake, wouldn't I? You'd be a Slytherin, <laughs> the evil one. No, I don't I mean, know. Would I be the Hufflepuff? The Slytherins are also very ambitious, but they're like evil ambitious. So like Draco Malfoy is like the antagonist. He's like the kid Which are the hates. hot ones? Which is like the hottest? Which is the sexiest house? I don't know. Because it depends what you're into. Probably the Slytherins because they're bad. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like that might be me. Maybe I go between the Hufflepuff yeah. and the yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the the Griffin, the Griffin. There's also like a naturalist theory that the people who the Greeks started writing about Griffins in I think it was like 700 BC, and it turns out that's right around when they started trading with this uh, these traders called the the Scythians, who were from like the China-Mongolia border where they like mine gold and so there's gold over there. Uh-huh. And that also was like uh, a Triceratops breeding ground millions of years ago. <gasps> oh my God, that's so cute. I guess it's not Triceratops, it's Monoceros. There's, there are Monoceratops. Um, yeah, not Monoceros. Yeah, Monoceratops or whatever was it. So it's not a Triceratops, it's a single horned dinosaur lived in that area. And there's fossils all over the place. And there's a lot of like eroded cliff sides where you could see the skeletons. So the theory is that the Scythians basically were like seeing those skeletons and digging them up while looking for gold. And so then they were like, when trading with the Greeks, they're like, yeah, there's this crazy animal. We keep finding its bones all over the place, but we never see them. And they were describing basically a triceratops, which has a beak and like a frill right on its shoulders, which they might- But they didn't know about the frill. They might've mistaken the frill for wings. But they didn't know about the frill. No, the frill's like, it's, kind it has of, it's got some bones to support <gasps> the frill. So they maybe thought that was wings and like not great at reconstructing fossils necessarily. So that's maybe why they, and it's its body of the Monoceros looks maybe sort of cat-like if you're looking at the skeleton. So maybe that's why they thought it was a griffin. But then some other scholar, again, that's the problem. You read more like more and more about this and everybody disagrees and like no one really knows so some other scholar was like yeah cool but that's 700 bc but legends of griffins go back to like 3000 bc yeah and like uh there's some like you know iranian cultures where they've dug up like you know engravings of like a griffin creature that's like 
from 3000 BC, long before the Scythians even got involved in that part of the world. So, so where does it come So it's from? annoying. So I think everything is, well, it's, it's annoying because there's no like easy explanation. I think the I think real answer is a lot of people, creative writing has been around a long time and people have been coming up with mythical creatures forever. I think, uh, I think that, that Young had it, he's got it down. I, yeah, I really do. That whole like... Sorry, sorry, Anna Chelsea, yeah. Miss, Miss Freud. <laughs> yeah, what if there was a lion? Yeah, what if there was but a lion what eagle? If, like, but what if, what if you had a lion mm. with the nails? <laughs> with, with talons. With talons. Do, do, do lions have a large... What is it like Napoleon Dynamite? Do lions have large <laughs> talons? <laughs> large talons. Um... Yeah, so that's the, there's competing explanations. And I think a lot of, I always read the naturalist explanation, like the manatee for the mermaids. And I want it to be, I want that to be the answer for why people came up with this story. But I don't think it's actually right. It's a, a funny coincidence. Well, Christopher Columbus was dumb and he confused everything. So like. True, he, he thought yeah. he was in India. Yeah, <laughs> so he was just a dumb, famously. he was a dumb bitch. So like, that that I just think is funny. <laughs> well, I think he had heard all these stories about sexy mermaids and he like read books or whatever. He was like, trying to, yeah. He you know, was, and he was like, oh man, when I get out there, if I see some mermaids, I am go I'm on I'm, it. I'm going to. And then he gets to the party and he was like, oh, they're just like, no. Grenades. <laughs> He's like, grenades swimming around the ship. <laughs> this is Jack. This is Jack. Like, yeah, it's called, it's it's called Have Sex with a Mermaid. And he's just like throwing up. <laughs> Well, yeah, he gets back to like London or whatever, or Spain, and he's like, he thinks it's London. Like, no, yeah, he gets back to Spain, and he's like, you, you've been having, you guys have been hooking up with the mermaids? Oh God, <laughs> you've been hooking up with the mermaids. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Oh, let's, let's get to some more. Oh wait. Creatures. The, so with the just real quick yeah. mermaid mermaid tangent, there's also the the selkies. Which are selkies? Yeah, they're like the Scottish version, and they're they're seal women, and they it, it's it's like a whole thing. Like if um, I think it's like if they're loved, they can like turn into a, a woman, but then they turn into seals. It's it's like a tragic, you know, it's a tragic story. It's a, they're a tragic creature. Oh yeah, I mean there all there are like just like various demon mythological creatures too. They're not so evil. They're just like cute and sad. I think. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. That, that sounds like a like an opera. Like there's an opera about that, right? Like the Willie, the Willis. The Willis. Well, yeah. Yeah, Scottish. But these are fish Willis. Seal folk. Silky. The silky. They change from. They can shed their seal skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they can be coerced into relationships with humans by someone stealing and oh, by someone stealing and hiding their seal skin. So like if the Scottish people like wanted to like hook up with a selkie, they would try and find a seal skin and then hide it and they're like, "Gotcha, bitch." Oh. Okay, you take its costume. <laughs> Cuz then they can't turn back. So it's yeah, you're exactly right though. It's like the swan maiden situation. Yeah. Uh, Anna Chelsea on the Twitch chat is saying that there's a book called Seal, Seal Child. Child. There is. Oh my did gosh. You read it? Yes, okay. I did. And it's about this girl in the Hamptons, I think. And she's like, I hate going to the Hamptons. Like, mer, I'm going to have the worst summer ever. And she becomes 
I guess their friend that she's visiting has this weird girl who's like always wet <laughs> staying in their house. And and that girl like becomes her friend. And then she realizes the girl is like a spoiler alert, a seal. And uh I think the seal girl like saves her one day from drowning, but then like she has to turn back into a seal. Mm. Yeah. It's a really good book. I read it so many times when I was a kid. There's a new a new Pixar movie coming out about some mer- mermaid creatures. Ooh. Some mer- mer- about boys. me? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I get the call? And uh, it looks very cute. It's set in like an Italian resort village in like the 60s. Oh, that's something. cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm down. I am down. Okay, so we got the unicorns, we got the mermaids, yeah, we got the griffins. The other one of the big, the big four mythological creatures we have is the fairies. <gasps> oh yes! How could I forget my other namesake? And then we'll get into the, I don't even know the 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 grab bag. There, I will do the. You can talk the about the grab fairies, bag. Then, we'll do, then we've got like the really the more obscure the the variety pack of creatures. We'll do at the end. Okay. Like we'll call out like the golem, and like. I don't know the the Quetzalcoatl and Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> so tell us about fairies. Fairies. So they're often seen as mis- mischievous creatures. Like they're not. I mean, there's some cultures that are like this is an evil ass fairy. I think they're actually like a lot of the colder cultures. They're like they're evil, which is interesting because like you know. Why would a fairy like be flying around and stuff in the winter? Mm-hmm. So it's like for that they they're like an evil frost fairy, you know. But in in most cultures, they're associated with like springtime and playfulness and like yeah and like mis- mis- mischievous, mischievous, mischievous. How do you mm-hmm. say that word? Mischievous. Mischievous stuff. Um. Yeah, and they're often, they're always, like, small, pretty much. I mean, there is, like, the fairy godmother, but I think she's actually usually pretty small. It's just, mm-hmm. like, in Disney, they made her, they made her, like, a grandma. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they don't necessarily always have wings. In some, in some like, mythologies, they fly around. They have, like, birds that help them out, and they'll fly around on, on the their back. On their back, yeah. Which is yeah. so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> Tiny. They're adorable. Little bird riders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there's th- there's also, like, Thumbelina, who she, she is a fairy, too. But she, she was just, like, a really small. She's, like, as big as your thumb. Mm-hmm. That's very tiny. Yeah. yeah. Most fairies, you're thinking, you know, 20 centimeters or so. Really? I always think of them as, like, little, like, like they could drink out of an acorn. Oh, or okay. a daffodil. Like a Tinkerbell size. Like, whenever I see daffodils, I'm like, that's just, like, a cup for a fairy to drink out of. Like, at night, they're definitely just, like, you mm. know, un- untucked. Yeah. <laughs> they are different from elves. Yes. In that they generally more fly around and do mischievous magic. Whereas or, elves, like, they help you. Yeah. Right? Like, there's all this stuff where, like, they'll do this if you leave this out for them. But if you do this, they'll do that and it's bad you know like yeah we'll do a little aside on like tolkien's whole tolkien like totally reimagined elves basically and like oh yeah he made them them. into like a noble 
like yeah normal like horse riding like great archers or whatever whereas prior to that they were just like little bastards <laughs> like, little bastards like where are my shoes the elves took them yeah so fairies are they're like big in celtic cultures mm -hmm. and it oh it means um i'm trying to uh what is there's the, also fae well, the, yeah, they're called Fae. F-A-E. F-A-E in all caps. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that, that like stands for something. Um, I'm trying to remember what it, what fairy comes from. The word, like the word, it's like playful, I think. Yeah. I think the concept, I mean, I think in part it might be that like. Oh, fate. Related to like, if you go out in the woods, particularly in like, I don't know, like summers in probably like Europe and still in like North America and, and there's fireflies you will catch you'll see like little lights sort of I wonder if it's like sort of based on that maybe um I think it's just like people would get really tired and like they'd like be doing their chores and stuff like that and then they'd like wake up the next day and you know how like sometimes you're like oh my god like sometimes if I'm out late Right. And then I come back and then I wake up the next day and like all my makeup brushes are clean. I'm like, did I do that last night? And like, I don't drink or anything. So like, I feel like that was happening to people okay. and they just, you know, they needed, mm -hmm. they, you didn't know where that was going, but I, yeah, oh, okay. they, it's, it's kind of like that. Cause you know, they were in, let's say the springtime, there'd be a lot of like house cleaning and, and like work and preparation. And I think they would just get like really tired, fall asleep, wake up and they'd be like, surprised that something was done but it was really like maybe they did it the night before i guess they would associate it stands in for like little household like gods helpers yeah helpers, right and it's like you have to leave out a little offering for the fairies to like yeah know, or whatever there's all these there are all these things where like if you if you like clear a little path for them or you leave out like like sweets they or like something sweets they lot. like sweets yeah they'll do good things and then there's like superstitions that um actually i have a list of like the superstitions yeah yeah and one americans still have the tooth fairy they do yeah that's like a totally different thing though i, I think the tooth fairy is like evil actually because back in the day uh if you we're losing your teeth. It was bad. Not for, no, kids lose their teeth. That's like a thing. Humans get, you have baby teeth and then you get new teeth. And like, so it's, yeah. You get, you get like a little reward or, or candy or like, a, a you know, some money or something when you like lose your tooth. I think it's to keep like kids from really like freaking out about losing teeth. So you like look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I evil. want to double check this. I, all right, I feel there. It's it's similar. Oh Santa shit! Claus it was in the like edits. Nice that was in the in the Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Oh wow! In 2013, Visa put out like a survey, and they they found that on average, American children get three dollars and seventy cents per tooth. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good money. <laughs> whoa yeah and then uh i guess in in england people had to originally before the tooth fairy they had to burn their baby teeth which i don't even know you can do oh, that for good luck i guess was yeah thing? and they're just like you know what fire. it would be easier if we just i guess kids didn't want to give up their teeth <laughs> well and then 
the Norse believed that like children's teeth brought luck in battle. So they would make like little charm bracelets out of their Shout kids, out to Olive to Party. Out of their kids' teeth. Uh, to, when they went to battle. Oh, because Olive to party wants to make a necklace of her friend's teeth. Oh yeah, that's a very Norse thing to do. Yeah, so I guess to help her during burlesque. Yeah, to help her take exactly. her pants off better. Great. Yeah, she's her own kind of Norse warrior. <laughs> she is. Oh my god, she's such a Norse warrior. She is such a Norse. So she's Norse, a Norse of a different color. She is. Oh yeah, she came up with that, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then. Right, Peter Pan has the, the famous fairy Tinkerbell, who's Which, probably the best-known popular fairy. Yes. Uh, I relate with her so much because I throw a freaking tantrum if people aren't clapping for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, threaten to vanish. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't pay great, attention to me. That little, yeah, the fact that Tinkerbell dies without attention is great. But she's yeah. a, a pop culture icon. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also, it sucks, though, because, like, I feel like we can all relate with her because, like, Wendy's, like, just an average, she's just average, right? And, like, Peter Pan's, like, super into her. And I would be pissed, too. I'm like, bitch, I can fly. I have, like, a special cave. I'm, like, helping you. You know, I'm adorable. How are you paying attention to this boring aspect? There is a, I do want to... I want to read this little excerpt from one of the first Peter Pan like books. J.M. Um, J.M. Barry was the, like the writer of them, but uh, yeah, when Peter Pan is guarding Wendy from pirates, the story says after a time he fell asleep, and some unsteady fairies had to climb over him on their way home from an orgy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like going some unsteady. Oh, because they get drunk off like the flowers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Yeah, the fairies are scared to go home, and yeah, they do a lot of mischief. Um, and it was like maybe that's a cute thing you could say when like yeah, your keys are missing or something. It's like the fairies move them. So yeah, fairy lore. Oh yeah, there's there's also the elemental, the elemental fairies. Because I think, <clears throat> hang on, this is your Norse mythology. I had to drink. <laughs> I had to take a drink. <laughs> there's uh, there's different kinds of fairies. There's like the sylph, right? El sylphid, remember? La sylphid. Oh, okay. There's like the sylphs and there's like fire fairies. There's, there's also like some water fairies. This sounds like from the video game, but I guess it's showed up in video games, I guess. Undines. And water fairies. Well, that was also that was also that's also a ballet, right? Yeah, I guess so. So these these showed up in a lot of ballets or whatever. They were both yeah. mythology. And again, it's like whatever whatever you need, whatever your culture needs, you'll come up with that mythology. So mm-hmm. yeah, like there's the wood, there's like the woodland creatures, and then there's like the the water and fire ones are more like um like eastern. Eastern okay. ones. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I was just looking up to see like the gifts. Oh yeah, if you if you have like a nice garden, they'll come. And they're they like they like foxglove, primrose, cows. Oh, cowslips. That was an Ariel song in Shakespeare. 
Okay. Because she's like under the uh, the cow's lips spell, I lie merrily, merrily, merrily. Mm. Yeah. But she so. famously, she's a sprite. Is there a difference between like air sprite and fairy? An air sprite. No, isn't that what like Ariel is? Yeah, I think a sprite is just a little bit more like, I think fairies like they travel in packs and like a sprite <laughs> okay. is like. Sprites are just assistants to magicians. They're like a little bigger, maybe a little like a little bigger, a little more goddessy. Because yeah, and the Tempest Ariel famously is also starts a lot of mischief. Yeah. Well, they always. I think they always do. But uh, yeah, so in a in a Midsummer Night's Dream, it's the fairies who are like making all the mortals fall in love with each other. Yeah, because they're they, they just like to they like to spy on people and like laugh at them and be like. Oh, and yeah, they're always, they are like very sexual. Yeah. But like with each other, like not with, because they're so small, like, you know. Well, no, the fairy queen hooks up with Bottom. That's so, true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So they're mythical. But all, like, I think they can shapeshift as needed. I feel like all the, hen like the hench fairies, they, mm -hmm. they're just like, there's just constant orgies. Remember in that adaptation of the Midsummer Night's Dream? Yes. They were just always like. Yes, they're in, in they're, some, they're, they're, burn, they're basically like they're burners. burners. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're burners. Yeah. yeah, burning them is modern fairy culture. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary of the fairies and the sprites. And then there's so many other mythological creatures that we haven't even gotten into. Um, but there's so much overlap too. But some unique ones, right? The golem, I think is great, which is, is just Jewish folklore. My precious. I don't think golems <laughs> exist in other cultures, maybe, but it's a creature made out of clay who through a spell is brought to life. And it's basically a, a giant, like sort of an unthinking Dude, robot automaton giant thing. Everything is made out of clay. And so you can make the golem The dreidels, like. the golems, right? I mean, these the ancient Jews were living, you know, there was a lot of clay around, <laughs> living near rivers, I guess. And there was There's a lot of pottery going on. There's a so, lot. Yeah, of they're play. making they're making dreidels and uh, and golems. Um, but yeah, that that in itself is like right has now been adopted and just basically become like the modern day robot. I think is like what the idea was with the original like golem. It was like you would program this creature and it would unthinkingly do whatever. Or like Frankenstein's monster is probably it was, similar. Oh yeah, what like, like yeah modern example of it. But that's like what that is. That story is based on this ancient mythology from you know, thousands of years ago. But it, uh, yeah, the golem shows up a bunch in like Jewish folklore. And then there's tons of other creatures. There's like Sasquatch seems to be uniquely American, I think. Yeah, we have a lot of like Midwest, like, ch yeah, Chupacabra, Chupacabra and like, we have a lot of, I guess because there were... Chupacabra is sort of a vampire wolf creature type thing yes oh here we go sorry i'm pulling up my map i have like this map of the different continents and like uh, the and different mythological creatures yeah. and where they live mythical beasts and where to find where them. to find them yeah yeah the sasquatch oh the no the wendigo is is like a the wendigo. the wendigo that's like a werewolf kind of thing i think that's more like a, a native american background wendigo is like a uh, first <laughs> this one is really funny it lo looks like a drunk witch the Tata Duente 
Yeah. I don't even know what's up with that one. Yeah, it's crazy. Where is it? That's from Belize. Oh, and yeah, she loves Belize. In Belize, they have, it looks, yeah, it does look like a creepy sort of witch puppet mask. Yeah, it's like, it looks drunk though. It's like. What site is this? We can tell the the listeners, viewers. (laughs) Travelandleisure.com. Really? Travelandleisure.com. Yep. Well, these maps are really well illustrated. They're beautiful though. So, all right. Yeah, so you got the. Props to them. Oh, the Nahulito. It's like a, it's a sea porpoise monster. thing with a fox it head. Just, it looks like, oh, we didn't even talk about the Loch Ness Monster yet. Speaking of the... Oh, there's a water tiger. The Scottish. That's what that creature looks like too, though. Yeah. N- Nessie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Old Nessie. I like that they've like made they've made friends with it because they named it. Yeah. But Nessie very much looks like a brontosaurus. Oh yeah, right. did, is that did you do people think neck. that it's a brontosaurus? Like, is that a debate that you found in your research? Yes, people say people are like it's a brontosaurus. So I was like, no, it lives in a lake. Clearly, it's like adapted for swimming. And then, yeah, people still like to search for it though. The same with the the Sasquatch. Oh my gosh, that's Bigfoot. There's multiple shows. Do? There's multiple reality shows. They should do like Groundhog Day, but with Nessie. Like, if Nessie, like, comes out. Oh, okay. Always... I thought you were talking about the Bill Murray movie. No. From like the 90s, in which is fantastic. Scotland, <laughs> they should just okay. do that. But, they, but like, it's always cloudy there. So, like, they would never have, you know, they'd be like, oh, didn't come, didn't come out <laughs> today. Out. It's going to be cloudy. It's going to be cloudy tomorrow. There's <laughs> no Ness. Nessie didn't show up. Yeah. Africa has a ton. Oh, yeah. Anansi, the spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these, yeah, these are all mythological creatures. They have their own dragon too. Yeah, and they're in Lesotho. Is like a whole. There's a dragon. And there's another kind of dragony thing. Yeah. They have a lot of insect. At like the African continent seems to have a lot of, or the what do you call it? Creatures. The uh, east, the east side. Like the, what side is this? The side. You're in West Africa there. The West Africa the West Africa seems to have a lot of like insects. And then Yeah, that's the spider creature's cool. Yeah, Anansi. And then there's like a beetle. There's a beetle y looking one too. Well, right, and the Egyptians famously had like scarabs on all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Was that was like that was a the thing there. But yeah, so we should we should talk a little bit in some detail about uh, J.R.R. Tolkien because he kind of set the the way modern like mythological fiction is written like now the whole canon like revolves around and uses a lot of ideas that he basically like coined and solidified. Wait, what? who uses his ideas? So so Tolkien's conception of of elves I thought that he just uses his, I thought he just stole his ideas from like a lot of stuff. No, he, well, he did. He, but he did tons of research on like uh, origins and other cultures, but his conception of the dwarves uh, is wielding axes and being burly and like a heroic race that like lives underground was like dwarves existed, but they were, I think more like they were just like earth fairies before. And he made them this like sort of stout, like, strong like axe wielding like type, yeah right like what is it gimli or whatever um 
And then his conception of elves is insane because he came up with an elvish language. Which is and, basically and just like... It's like... it's. But it's, it's based like Swedish, on uh, right? it's like Celtic runes. It's just like IKEA furniture names. No, it's very it's IKEA furniture ish. I mean, it's Nordic sounding names, but he came up with the script for it and an entire language, and it, the script looks like I don't know. It seems spot on. It's like did, how elves would write. It's very wait, it has he, very fluid lines. Did he to like it. hook up with anyone on that movie? Like no, he, Tol like... Tolkien was dead long before they uh, made the movies. Oh. Because I was going to say that would be so, like, Fifth Element. He's just, like, writing letters. No, his, his books came out in, like, the 50s or whatever, right? Because it's, like, a long yeah. allegory for World War II or whatever. Oh, true. But, uh, yeah, so his conception of elves is, like, great archers who are immortal and have amazing eyesight and all that stuff is uh, unique. He invented all of that stuff and gave them a language in this whole culture. Um, yeah. Right? He invented hobbits. Um, even his conception of... Like, wizards were around. Like, stories of Merlin have been around forever, so he kind of just borrowed that, too. He also took a ton from Norse mythology. Yes. Like, a ton. Like, in the names, too. He just, like, took the names. Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah, as we said in our Norse. But, uh, yeah, he... God. he. I feel like everything that has come afterwards, so, like, yeah, Harry Potter or Game of Thrones is like, they all kind of live in just various versions of the world of Tolkien uh, to some extent. Yeah. I or, mean, Harry po is what? Harry Potter canceled? Because... Well, yeah, because J.K. J.K. Rowling has some problematic views that we don't need to get into, but uh, Harry Potter is, as a series, uh, certainly like, <laughs> great writing, great storytelling. If you want to see something really funny, but, you can uh, look up. Well, because you read J.K. Rowling and they don't. There's some things that are novel in her world, but it's really the storytelling and having a bunch of like making it young adult literature and like the character is really great. But it's set in a world that you like very much recognize as like a fantasy world that you get. She does some of her own like unique things. Yeah, it got like it got like crazy though. I think by the because I read the first and the second and then. Like half of the third, and I was like, I don't care anymore. Like so once it got past like the, the third grade level, you, you stopped. Yeah, I was like, uh, I mean, yeah. Well, was the neat thing about the series is actually made to be, the way it's written, it's made to be read as you get older and more mature. Because by the seventh book, wow. it's much more difficult to read. Than the first <gasps> we all book. know. Yeah. We all know that I get you less mature. That, but, so, yeah, but, uh, maybe I should have started with the last one. Yeah, I mean, she she. Certainly did like a ton of research too with her mythical creatures and how they behave. There's like mermaids in that book that live in the lake by the school. Yeah, and that's the stuff that I liked. But then when it got like crazy where they're like, this dude has like a head on his head and then like he is a bad person and then there's like, but he's not. I was like, mm. okay, you didn't. All right. <laughs> yeah. But that's my summary. Of there's Harry centaurs Potter. that live in the woods near the school. There is yeah. a giant spider creature, like, <gasps> like uh, an auntie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or and it's, yeah. I mean, one of the cuter things it did is it created this whole parallel world for that all the like magicians, like people who have magic, can like live in or whatever. Yeah. The, well, the witches and wizards all have their own like special, like, uh, you know, Diagon Alley, like street they shop in and stuff. Yeah. No, I know that. I was a huge fan of like the first two. Okay. And I like what I. 
would play like witch, like Harry Potter witch or whatever in my, like with a broom, I'd put it between two chairs and be like, I'm Harry Potter, like land. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then it got like not about the cute little world and it got too like political for me because I like the wand shop and like all I was like, I just wanted to be about that. I didn't want like all this fighting. I that's where that's where it goes wrong. All the fighting gets so confusing. OK. And all the different like head reveal. Like I can't like, come on, just have your head be your head. Mm hmm. All right, you didn't like that reveal. Oh, it was a basilisk? We didn't even talk about that creature. Yeah. Which is sort of a Medusa, but not human. It's just a snake that turns you to stone. Yeah. It's the basilisk. People really didn't like snakes, like, all across. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the first story in, like, Christian, you know, mythology or whatever. It's just, like, snakes are bad and we hate them. <laughs> oh, uh, snakes are bad. Yeah. People is there ever friends. a good snake? Good question. We'll leave it to the the listeners and viewers, I guess, to tell us if there's any positive depictions of snakes as like mythological creatures. Yeah. Because I can't really, I'm not thinking of any offhand. I mean, I think there's the occasional good dragon. It, oh yeah, Maybe sure. the Chinese have like good, you know. They, all their dragons their, are good. Their positive views of dragons. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but in many ways, maybe that was them just coming to terms with with, with the, the attitudes of snakes, I guess. Well, I'm trying to think if snakes... What if there was a snake, but you could be friends with them? <laughs> it's like they're a biological creature. Yeah. They didn't could... just try to bite you and run away. I think that is kind of... Because water snakes aren't as... God, someone's going to be like, they fucking are. But I feel like water snakes aren't as, like, bad, like, um, deadly as land snakes, like, as poison. I feel like they're just, like, chilling in the water. They eat fish or whatever. Right? So I feel like. I don't know. I'll have to say I that. Feel like the, if, the snakes if were, episode. Like, Asian, like, and saw, like, an Asian snakes, water herpet snake. Herpetology. You just be like, yeah, it's eating fish. Just like me, like, whatever. Like, we both, you know. And they're sneaky. They come out of nowhere, but like maybe when they saw the snake, it was like good luck because there would be like a lot of fish nearby. I don't know. But in if there's like a land snake and it bites you, you're probably going to die. Yeah, I think there's just an innate sort of human, uh, a young yin sort of, yeah, dislike of snakes, just like insects. Oh, there's like a human. It's innate, funny that there aren't version. like mice creatures because that like I think people don't like snakes and insects because they're like little sneaky and they can like come into your area and you're like I didn't co-sign oh, this there's really no mice mythological creatures that were yeah I guess yeah. you could be like oh that's like fairies <laughs> but yeah yeah they aren't really uh they're really brought up right there's like they're in stories like in the nutcracker there's like rats you know, or yeah. like the villains, or like in the Red Wall series, there's like it's like a whole civilization of mice. Um, but like, yeah, all right, that's, that's one mythological creature that does not exist. Mice. Almost everything else uh, is a mythological creature, <laughs> yeah, but not mice, huh? All right, again, we'll, we'll let the as they say, the best way to find out a fact on the internet. It's is to ask your friends. No, it's to confidently state the wrong thing. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone will be along to correct you shortly. Yeah. What's your favorite mythological creature? Um, well, I'm dressed as a unicorn. I do really like them. Do Pokemon count as mythological creatures? <laughs> um, I don't think they do. No. <laughs> oh, what about the Kitsune? No the Kitsune? 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 What about them? The sexy fox from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what I a sexy also, fox. They is, were like a selkie. Japan and China, I guess? Yeah, but they were like a selkie, but, but fox. Yeah. So and yeah. so they're sort of mischievous. They're very clever. Yeah. There's a lot of like TikTok makeup techniques. So there's like to the make the fox is the new thing. Well, there's like the fox makeup, and then there's like the dog makeup, and like the or like the puppy or whatever. It's like a cute like e girl kind of style of makeup is like. There really aren't too many, you know, that's a funny thing. The mythological creatures, uh, being like an amateur anthropologist here, mythological creatures use wild animals, generally. And it's some, like, either giant version or mixed-up version or half-human version of a wild animal. And they don't really use domestic animals. So maybe that's not, like, why we're not seeing, like, you know, cats or dogs. Well, Egyptians had, like, Ton of they they had a ton of cat gods, sure. Yeah. And I guess you could say the Sphinx is a cat. Yeah. Um, and sure, there's but like a lot of them are like the Sphinx is really more of like a tiger lion, like it's a wild animal. It's not a domesticated cat. Um, and same with dogs. I don't think there's too many dogs. I mean, again, the Egyptian mythological creatures. <laughs> they did have a bunch of. They had a dog, something. Maybe. Maybe. Not sure. I mean, we we make our own mythological dogs because, like, the breeding. Oh sure, like that's true. None of, none of them exist. We can we're like we can just make those. Three hundred years fine. ago, they didn't exist. They're like it has the head of a Dalmatian and the body <laughs> of a pug and the feet, yeah, of, the feet of a hound of a, and of the a bark husky. of yeah. of a tree. Uh, no. a, yeah, the look of a husky. But the body of a corgi. Anything plus dachshund yeah. is like what you know. It looks like a dachshund wearing a disguise of the other dog. Yeah, it's they're like, like you with it's just a dachshund that has husky features, basically yeah. the same body. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That's uh, there's my like pet oh, theory for you. We didn't talk about the cotting. Can we talk about the cotting Cottingham fairy? Thing really quick. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We missed that during the fairy section. Let's let's fill it I in. was like, I was like, I know there was something else. We'll, we'll edit this back into the episode in the earlier section. In the earlier section. Well, uh, if you stuck around this late year so, in for So tell week. us who popularized Well, there have been some fairy crazes. So who got really into fairies? Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. Famously wrote Sherlock Holmes. And who was like a detective and shit? Like he was like figuring stuff out. He was yeah, regarded as a generally very smart person. Yeah, <laughs> like he was not. He was gullible. So there are these two girls, Elsie um, Wright and Francis Griff Griffith. Ooh, suspicious. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them came. They were cousins, right? One of them came from, like, I forget, like. Uh, India or something like like she was living on like another continent and then came to England to live like with her cousin so she was a little more cultured and 
I think Frances was working in, she was like a photo assistant. Like she was legit like an intern in a photo lab. Mm -hmm. This is like 1800s Victorian era and they're good. 1917. Oh, okay. So yeah, spiritualism era, which is after the little after like Victorian. So like this is when those like the sisters that knocked, you know, like the, Mm -hmm. the like, and Houdini, like that sort yeah. of thing. And these girls have their hands on like the point one edition of Photoshop. Called cutting out. <laughs> they were like, oh, it might be cute to like take pictures of fairies. So they did, they had these like book, these little like fairy picture books and they traced the fairies and they cut them out and they put them in the woods and they like posed around them. So this is like the original like facetune i guess like filter you know sticker yeah it was cute and then they yeah and it's like the crazy thing is it's like uh they would have to develop the pictures and like to take them they would have needed help from or thought that they would have needed help from like a third person who actually knew what they were doing because like taking a picture back then was not simple task so a lot of people think that like their dad or whatever or like Francis's dad was like in on it because he would have had to develop them and I don't know. Just go in the dark room. You got your chemical bath and you're just doing No, but like it wasn't that simple. Like taking a picture took like all day back then. So um and they it was kind of like a, a little lie that like got too out of hand because they were they just kind of they were like, yeah, these are these are some pictures we took. And um everyone said that it that like they weren't real. And then they had several investigators like come to investigate and they couldn't find evidence that they weren't real. Did they get published in the newspaper? Yes. Sir okay. Arthur Conan Doyle was like friends with one of the investigators and he was like Hold the press. Wait, how did the investigators hear about it, though? It must have been, like, their hometown little, like, gazette was like, oh, we'll publish these pictures. No, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got them published. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, and the investigator... What are they called? The Cottingly Fairies. The Cottingly Fairies, because that was... Oh, yeah, so that was, uh, like, the area that they were taken in. Mm. Um... Oh, so, yeah, they, right, so they, they, I guess one of them wrote back to South Africa, which is where she came from, Mm -hmm. and she was like, oh, yeah, look, there's, here's, it's funny, I never, I never used to see them in Africa, it must be too hot for them, and then, um, her, her mother, Went to the Theosophical Society. Which is the spiritualism. People were like crazy about spiritualism. Went to a talk on fairy life. And then she showed the photos to the speaker. And then the society displayed the photos at their their annual conference. Right. And it was Edward Gardner. He was the original investigator. Mm. And he, yeah, he, like had all, you know, he had, like, photography experts look at them and had, and was, like, examining the negatives. And then that's when Conan Doyle was, like... Because it's funny, because I guess they thought they, like, 
somehow they like did it by like splicing the negatives up or something, but instead they just used little cardboard cutouts in the original photo. Exactly. And yeah. That was it. And like, yeah. And they even asked Kodak and they they said that um they couldn't be true and they must have been faked, but they couldn't find evidence. And then I think I think that Kodak was like, we want you to retake the photos with the fairies. And the girls were like, okay, but if you're there, they're not going to come out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think a hundred years ago, everyone was just much more gullible. Well, they were into spiritualism, which is... (laughs) The photos are like, yeah, you look at them. They're okay. They're well posed. Because the girls are like interacting with the fairies in the photos. And this was before people, you know, before green screens and CGI existed. So us sitting naturally in front of this background right now, calmly, like we have all evening. They didn't know how to do that 100 years ago. So I yeah. think that's what threw everyone. They were like, it, it must be real. You couldn't, no, nobody could interact with a, a piece of paper cut out in this natural way. It has to be a real fairy. Yeah, and there was, so you can see little like tabs in some of the picture, like little <laughs> tabs of, because they had to like stand the, like yeah. a paper doll. Like but there's this fifth photo. There's a fifth photo mm-hmm. um, that it looks like there's movement from the mm-hmm. wings. Yeah, and the the girls were just gonna like, they were like, you know, cause like if you're a kid, you, you, you get caught in a lie, you're like, it's probably just easier to like double down on the lie. Not like get caught, but if someone's like investigate, you're like, I'll just, it'll go away. But it like kept getting bigger and bigger. And they were like, oh, this is like defining our life now. So they were gonna just take it to the grave with them and just be like, whatever. But then uh, they, in, in 1983, they like did a tell all mm-hmm. article and this fifth photograph with the with the wing with the wing movement which actually looks i guess cuz they're not in that photograph it looks uh looks really cool and like mysterious yeah i'm holding up the the fifth photograph okay yeah so uh, they disagreed on that, though. So Elsie said that it was fake, but Francis insisted that it was real. Francis probably suffering from dementia by this time because she's like seventy years old. Yeah. All right. Oh, so apparently it was an unintended double exposure, oh. and that's uh, yeah. Gave it the movement. I see. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, and they, because they both were like, I took that photograph and then that it was a double exposure. So they had to they like, because they, yeah, the they did both take it. Okay. So, but it's so funny that Arthur Conan Doyle was like, was like, it's real. And he really pulled it through. Like he got it published. He was like all for it. He was like such a weirdo too. He was very into spiritualism, right? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I am looking for anything to convince me this is a real thing. Right, because Harry Houdini, like, hated him. Yeah, because Harry Houdini was like, I'm tricking people, and, like, that's the gag, and everyone knows it, and, like, they're just enjoying it. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, you are magic. Yes, yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle believed Harry like, Houdini was magic. Yeah, you have to come to yeah. terms with that, you know. And Houdini would go break up seances. Yeah. Yeah. And expose them. 
And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, a, he's a gifted and troubled man. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, as he... That's did. so funny. Yeah, and then he wrote, uh, yeah, the stories of a super logical detective who also would, was very much not a spiritualist. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, wait, but you never said what your favorite one was. Oh, um... I guess, uh... So, like, if you had to be one and if you had to meet one. <laughs> um, I guess I would be a Pegasus. So I could be a flying horse. And if I had to meet one, I would meet a friendly Pegasus so I could I could fly on <laughs> Oh, that's so cute! Yeah. Oh, you do have wings! I am actually... Surprise! A, I'm one of those unicorn Pegas Pegasuses. Yeah. Pegasi. Your dreams came true. That I talked true. about. Yeah. Yeah. So I can fly around. How about you? Yeah, I would definitely. So as much as I do like mermaid, mermaid stuff, I'm really kind of more like a mermaid that like hangs out by the side of the pool. Like I don't, mm. you know. You're like an Ariel. Like an Ariel mermaid. She wants to be on. She wants to be part of that world. I wish I guess makes me a mermaid. Oh my god, maybe I am a mermaid. Oh. Because I always have associated more with my fairy side because I fly and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, maybe I am just a mermaid. I did really like... More like a harpy. I don't even remember what the harpy, the bird, like, they're like the bird. ugly mermaid. Yeah, they're ugly bird women. <laughs> Uh, I think they're I just, that was I a think siren. They're like, oh, they're just they're like, like old sirens. sirens. They're old sirens. sirens. Yeah, old sirens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it would be a siren because I could like fly like a nice a nice siren. Yeah, but you can't sing. This is so <laughs> true. Well, that's what like I'd trick people. I'd be like, this is what would happen. I would like make my singing sound good. Like I'd auto-tune the fuck out of it. And then when the sailors got too close, they'd hear like my real voice and they would just kill themselves and then I'd eat them. Okay. Yeah, I mean you gotta yeah. be at least close to the notes for auto-tune to work. I mean <laughs> Well, there's it's like singing in a shower, right? When you're at sea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. It's like a bathtub. Yeah. The boats too. The, the acoustics the proximity the of water makes it sound good sure yeah just sing into the water okay cool. uh oh yeah so if you have kids <laughs> if you are a kid that sums up our show normally we would plug rave review at this time which yeah. is our usual saturday night uh aerial rave show but this weekend we're doing a special thing and we're doing a show for kids mm-hmm so it's going to be instead of 9 p.m. because that's past most of their bedtimes of our entire yeah. audience. It's going to be at 2 p.m. I do. At twitch.tv slash secret lofts. Yeah. We're going to have a kid's aerial rave. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be gonna, great. So we're going to play like more, more chill, uh, kind of tropical house, danceable, catchy songs. Yeah. And Ariel's going to perform as some mythological creatures. Yeah. And so that's going to run like probably two to three. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. So Tune in. If you got kids or you're just a child at heart, uh, yeah, check us or out. Or if you go to sleep really early. <laughs> you go to sleep early. Yeah, maybe you work a night shift. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Secret Loft. Yeah, it's going to be great. At 2 o'clock. And if you want to see us in person, uh, Secret Loft has a comedy show on Friday. Yes! So Come through. 8 o'clock. you got to buy tickets in advance on Eventbrite. So go to secretloftnyc.com for the details on that. And yeah. buy tickets for the comedy show. And you can see also, we have like a pride. Like, if you haven't noticed, all of our themes this month are like 
pride adjacent. <laughs> Mythological creatures. Well, unicorn. Hello. Yeah, like a Unicorns. unicorn. Yeah. There's a ra- next. Yeah, next week we know. We actually know a our non-committal theme. Non-committal unicorn. Hello. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Fairies. Um, hello. Yes. And uh, yeah, next week we're doing the Wizard of Oz. Yes, and then the Pride Week we're doing, which is like, yeah, every day is Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're doing the history, the LGBTQIA plus history. And that's going to lead up to our big pride party, which you can also see us in person with special guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we've got Medea by Night. We've got Bollywood Ken. We've got we've, Maya. We've got Remnik. We've got Peter Mercury. We've got DJ Power Patterns. We've got Aerialist. Yeah. We've got Wires of NYC. Yeah. It's going to be a, a star-studded need? evening. We have a hot bartender. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll play us out. Okay. Oh. Here.